welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. Now the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome into the show. A little thirsty Thursday. Oh, yeah. Of Mic'd Up. Yes, sir. Good to be back. We've got football on the TV tonight. Going to talk about football tonight. Let's start here with the Deshaun Watson appeal uh, when we left off on the show on Monday, we had talked about it was probably going to happen that the NFL would appeal this thing. They officially did. Uh, Deshaun Watson was suspended for six games. However, sounds like the NFL wants a little bit longer of a suspension. Rare W for the NFL and Roger Goodell. Yeah, for sure. And especially with the fact that, you know, we kind of handed out the fact that, you know, maybe the NFL just kind of wants to move on or move past this. Like, you know, we've spent, you know, a year and a half talking almost two years now with this Deshaun Watson. The league start, you know, NFL games start tonight. Maybe the NFL is like, okay, well, we had an agreement in our last CBA that we'll have a third-party judge kind of make the rulings on our suspensions. Six games, ooh, not really a fan of it, but let's just move past this and go on. Nope, NFL was like, nah, we are not going to do that at all. We are going to appeal this, and it looks like they're wanting to do an entire year or maybe lead it into next year as well, because if Deshaun Watson, you know, appeals this decision here by the NFL and the suspension, that's where things get, you know, really financially different for him. Because this season he's only making a million dollars. Next year, what is it, forty six million? Uh, so on the average, N- I'm not sure what the actual contract looks like. Yeah, but the NFL him out so much. If they go, if they come in and say, actually, you know, we're suspending you for the entire year, and Deshaun Watson's like, oh, I'm going to appeal this or sue the NFL. That'll go into next year, and that's where it's just like, if you're Deshaun Watson, do you just take the suspension and try and move on from this as well? I I don't think that he will. Uh, man, the amount of money that this dude has already lost, and I'm glad that he has, but settling with 23 out of 24 accusers, now the NFL coming at you, and uh, from what I read, it was like an 8 to $10 million fine is what they want to impose. Mm-hmm. on him and then if you know Roger Goodell they are going to appeal this they already have it sounds like Deshaun Watson and his camp might even uh, sue in federal court and the thing like you were you're talking about if they sue in federal court that's not going to be something that happens before the season the federal court doesn't care if Deshaun Watson has to mix, miss games or not mm-hmm. so if he does sue in federal court that could push things into 2023 to where um, if he does have to miss games and is suspended then, then you do start to get into that large salary. This year, with a six-game suspension, I think he's losing out on $300,000. That's still nothing to Deshaun Watson, regardless of um, every other penny that he's lost. His agent could front him that money today and be absolutely fine. Yeah. His agent is loaded. He's very, very rich. With all the other talent that he has, yeah. Mm -hmm. So... uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what Deshaun Watson will do. Uh, I would assume because the the rumors are that he does plan to sue the NFL, and the NFLPA doesn't want um, 
this appeal either, which that's their job to represent the player. So I, I think they're in a, a tough situation as well. And good luck because even with the Sue Robinson finding it, she found that Watson violated the personal conduct policy in three different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, she put it in there and she said that um, he was guilty of <clears throat> nonviolent sexual conduct, yep. which how, I don't understand how it's not nonviolent. I don't want to get dis- I don't want to get descriptive with it. Him. Yeah, because he wasn't physically, you know, like demanding of it. It was more of just like he was using his words, and then he would either like do it to himself or he would just remove the towel. The sexual misconduct and assault is still clearly there. It's just the fact that he didn't force them to do it. You know what I mean? Or force him to touch them in terms of anything past the just massage. From my from my understanding, but I'm not saying you're trying to defend Deshaun Watson whatsoever, so I don't want it to come off that way at all. But that's just my understanding of the nonviolent aspect of it. You kind of sound like you're the expert on the situation. No, don't. Mm-mm, we're not going to do that. I'm not even going to joke about that. Mm-mm. No, sir. Uh, I tried not to. I tried yeah, not to I've had. No, I, I can't. I no. Mm-mm. A rare W for the NFL, though. I, for this sure. is one of the only times I feel like everybody is rooting. For the NFL, okay, this time you got it right. It, we kind of talked about it on radio this week, too. I just don't understand how Sue Robinson looked at this. And I believe she even said, like, oh, I looked at past offenses and kind of how the NFL had done things before and landed on six games. I, just, I don't get it. Did you look at the Calvin Ridley stuff at all? Because <laughs> that man got suspended for an entire year. Just for gambling, yeah. I Not just, even like twelve hundred dollars like games, and yes. I'm gonna you know drop passes so that I can make some money here. So I I just don't understand the six game thing. I hope the NFL wins in this one. And I think another interesting point too is that they want Deshaun Watson to seek treatment, which should be a no brainer. He should be doing that anyway. And I can't remember if we talked about it on Monday or not, uh, but also the fact that. Uh, Deshaun Watson is no longer going to be able to use private masseuses. He has mm-hmm. to use a team-appointed masseuse. And I'll tell you, if I'm the Cleveland Browns, it's like, hey, this is Carl. Carl's going to be your masseuse from now <laughs> on. By the way, he's 350 pounds, incredibly strong, should not turn you on at all. Yep. Yes, he's been sweating all day. He stinks. He gives a great massage, though. Yeah, you're going to come out feeling relaxed, but... And Nothing if I'm Carl, it's like, hey, just so you know, I'll break your fucking neck. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, the biggest towel I can find. Yeah. This is what you're wearing. You got a beach towel on now, boy. <laughs> and I will beat you to death <laughs> if anything happens I'll just all. I'll rip it off. <laughs> so I, that'll be a, another interesting thing for Deshaun Watson. Um, also in the NFL, since we last spoke to you guys, is the Miami Dolphins tampering situation that's going on this is an intriguing one as well and another one where it's like i don't necessarily agree with the rulings it's like how are we not just reading the tea leaves here the dolphins uh tampering trying to get tom brady back all the way in 2000 i believe it was 2019 when he was still with the new england patriots yep and then again this last off season when it was like oh i'm gonna retire Psych, I'm not. And the crazy thing is that there were so many rumors about like, hey, this is happening. They yeah. tried to get Tom Brady and Sean Payton, and both these guys are like, oh, no, I'm going to retire. 
And then the plan was to hit them with the snip, snap, snip, snap, I'm coming back. And they got caught doing it by league investigators and our docked a first round draft pick this year. And I believe it was a third round pick in uh, 2024. Yes. NFL draft. So it, it seems like a lot, but it's also kind of crazy that, that that's it. And like, it's Thursday. I believe this happened on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Not really even talking about it anymore. Definitely not because I feel like, you know, we realized all the rumors were true from, I believe it was March or April. Just so much happened in the month of March for the NFL with players just moving all over the place that, you know, the rumors were kind of out there, but it was one of those deals that we just overlooked because Sean Payton retires out of nowhere. Tom Brady is retired. And then I was like, okay, Tom Brady's about to ride off into the sunset. And then I was like, well, actually, Tom Brady might be coming back. And then with Deshaun, or excuse me, when Sean Payton retired, it was like, well, clearly it doesn't feel like he's done, but where's he going to go? Everyone kind of threw out Dallas, but Miami, I think, would have been very interesting if they would have landed Sean Payton and then had Tom Brady come in. The one thing that I think is very interesting about this with Tom Brady is the fact that Roger Goodell clearly doesn't like the dude and is finding might find a reason to suspend him off of this. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know how realistic of a possibility that is. I don't but think Tom Brady suspended. might be saved in this because he was just talking in the discussions about having like a minority stake ownership in the franchise or the organization or holding a position in, you know, an upper level spot. And for Tom Brady, like it's like if you're married and uh, you know, a girl starts talking to you at the bar. It's like, hey, I was just sitting here. She mm-hmm. came up to me. I didn't cheat. I didn't pursue her. She came up to me. I kinda liked what she was saying, but I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I left my wife for a little trial separation, but I didn't do anything. And I went back to her. <laughs> it's fine. I'm good. I don't think he'll he'll suffer any suspension or anything like that. The Sean Payton one is is tough too. I definitely don't think these guys are innocent in the situation. Definitely I mean, they not. Definitely no. had in depth conversations that I believe led both Tom Brady and Sean Payton to retire. I, they didn't just say, "Ah, oh, I'm going to retire." You know, Tom Brady was retired for like six weeks. Yeah, or something like Sean this Payton. is way too much family time. I am out of here. I fully believe Sean Payton will be back coaching, probably with the Dallas Cowboys next season. Yep, I, he can't go to the Dolphins. Definitely can't. And the thing is, yeah. too, with like even the owner. I mean, he was only fined like a million and a half dollars. I heard someone else talking about this the other day, and I wish I could remember who it was so I could give them credit. And I don't want to steal their take here either. But it was the fact of, you know, this punishment doesn't seem that hefty to scare other NFL owners from this. Like, yes, a first-round pick is worth a lot in today's NFL, but a million and a half dollars to an owner is freaking chump change. I think it was just the NFL saying, like, hey, by the way, this was brought to the national attention. Yeah. We know that this happens. It's like in the NBA, we had the first day of free agency, and it's like, oh, 5 o'clock hits, and all these guys have already signed. Yeah. Like, in every league, you know that there's tampering. Maybe not to this extent I, I think they even said like this was the most egregious uh, tampering they've ever seen and it's yeah. unprecedented especially going back to 2019 with not, tom brady in new england yeah. you know like this happens all the time and I, i'm sure that even with trade talks you know you're talking to other people's agents and that was uh one of the big things like talking to tom brady's agent and trying to figure out things you're talking to sean payton's agent trying to figure out what he wants to do i'll guarantee all 32 teams are guilty of that. And that's not just a Dolphins thing. So the Dolphins are just kind of the, they're getting made an example of it for the, the tanking stuff too. I thought was pretty wild 
they weren't docked anything for the tanking because they said that um, it wasn't real. That mm-hmm. Stephen Ross wasn't uh, being serious or, or whomever made the claims. Oh, so right. he's just cracking jokes. Yeah, about he's it. just like, but I mean, it says, I think I even read like in quotes, it's like, hey, we're trying, we should prioritize our draft status over wins this season. <laughs> it's like, I, whoever investigated this, that was not a joke. <laughs> I mean, is he just like sitting in, like, are they just having a meeting? He's like, guys, we should like prioritize like our draft order instead of the wins this year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that'd be crazy, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, we just wait, get a wait. better quarterback, too. It yeah. doesn't seem to be like, the I'd guy. I'd definitely give you $100,000 a loss. And like, Brian Flores just kind of looks at him. He's like, I'm kidding. It I think if joke. there would have been any evidence that actually like tied a payment from the Dolphins or the ownership to Brian Flores, then they would have been like, oh, okay, this was for real. But because yeah. Brian Flores was like, no, screw that. I'm not tanking. I'm not going to purposefully lose games. Then they were like, oh, it probably wasn't real. And I think this is also a problem of when you get non-football people involved with football situations. Yeah. It just, that was a 100% true statement. They were trying to tank. And I don't th- again, with the Dolphins, it's not like they're the only team that was trying to tank. But we have like slogans almost every year. Yeah, that are about like this team should tank for this player, like suck for luck, tank for Tua. Yep, it, it happens, and you know it. I don't think it happens at the coach or the player level, but I definitely think there are a lot of GMs out there that think, okay, we're we're not quite ready. This year's we're a wash. Building. We're not ascending. Let's you know kind of play some younger guys. Let's get them some reps. We're not exactly going after these big time free agents, so we'll kind of tank for a year or two, get these good draft picks. Like, uh, you know, the Lions a couple of years ago. They traded Matt Stafford for Jared Goff. You tell me they're trying to win games? <laughs> nope. They weren't last year. They might be this year. <laughs> well, here's the thing. They were trying last year. But, again, yeah. that's the thing. The coaches trying to win games. Dan Campbell trying to win games. I 100% believe that. And all the players, they want to win. They want to perform. But the ownership looked at it and said, eh, we're not really in a position to make a run for a Super Bowl or contend in this division. Let's try to load up on some draft picks and build that way. Yeah. And now they're kind of, you know, building their self back up. By the way, I, I'm very much rooting for the Lions. I sent out a tweet the other night about Dan Campbell, and I think a lot of people thought I was being sarcastic. I was not. I, I love his little corny speeches. Oh, the thing is, I don't even think they're corny. I just, but I, I just believe it. He's just a football guy. Like that's just how football guys talk. Like, like the people, cap stuff was weird, but like, and that's the other thing too with like football guys. Like, yeah, it comes off as like super corny and basic, but at the same time, like the message is the same. You just have to give the players a flat line analogy and just kind of like a reason and story explanation, and then let them relate to it however they do. Some guys will relate to it and love it. Other guys will be like, this doesn't mean shit to me. When do we start playing football? But, like, with Dan Campbell, it's like, yeah, this guy's for real. You can just tell he's passionate about the team. Even mm-hmm. in camp, he's still doing up-downs doing up with the entire team, counting. Like, he's just active and participating. I love it. I am I mean, I liked it last year, even with this, with this knee-biting thing last year. I thought it was just, like, that's kind of scary. But at the same time, if I'm a player, it's like, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. Give yeah, me those I mean, kneecaps. That's, like, <laughs> such a football thing, too, is that it doesn't always make sense. No. <laughs> but... Gets the people going. If you're going to go fucking knock heads, let's knock some heads, boys. <laughs> and I like the way that the Lions are rebuilding, too. Like, even yeah. going after Jared Goff, I mean, like, hey, we're going to keep you around for a couple of years. 
And then if we find a quarterback that we really like, we're going to draft him. Yeah. But we're not going to reach. And, you know, last uh, the year before they went and got Penny Sewell. Last year they get Aiden Hutchinson and Jamison Williams. They're building around their quarterback. So I think when they do eventually find one, maybe this year in the draft, the guy's going to be ready to go. Yep, absolutely. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown and Jamison Williams, you get them in year two and year three with a new young quarterback. You get TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, Penny Sewell on the offensive line. That's it's a the way, pretty damn good foundation. It's the way you have to win in the NFL now because you get all these guys. Like, If I were a GM, this is exactly how I would build the team. I would help build up the defense, build in the trenches, add playmakers to it, allow them to develop and be ready to go, figure out who your core pieces are that you know are like, okay, these are the foundation pieces that are going to be here for a while. And then you find your quarterback, and then that's how you win right now in the NFL with a quarterback on a rookie deal is because once you find those core foundation pieces, you can go add that extra and fill in some extra gaps with some free agents, and then boom, you slide in the quarterback. And then you get a four-year window right there with that kid to hopefully think or hopefully he figures it out and goes, okay, I know how to win in this league. Let's go win a championship. The Lions are doing that, and it is exciting. Bengals. Exactly. Bengals kind of did it the same way uh, with Joe Burrow. Uh, built some pieces around him. Got Joe Burrow. Got him a receiver. So I, I do think that there is a, you know, kind of a method, at least, that's working. I, I agree with it, too. Like, going and building some pieces around the quarterback and then finally making that leap. Now, like, for the Bengals, they were drafted number one overall. There was a really good quarterback in the class. So it's like a no-brainer here. That's what you do. But mm-hmm. I, I do like the way that the Lions are doing it. Yeah. And to a lot of the teams last year that didn't reach for a quarterback. You know, even the Falcons, um, the Lions, Titans, it kind of in a way. Uh, I like that they didn't take a re- uh, quarterback in the first round. And they're, yeah. they're kind of waiting it out. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, um, back to those Dolphins, what they do. They were one of those teams where it was like, okay, let's see what happens with Tua. If he's not good, we've got two first-round picks. We'll move up in the draft. We'll get a quarterback. Now they're going to be docked uh, their own pick. But they do still have the 49ers first-round pick. Um, was that the Trey Lance? Yes. Trade. So they, sure they at least still got that going for them, too. Um, Dolphins are going to be a very intriguing team this year. They I definitely can't tell are. if I like Tua or not. I think I'm coming around on the fact that I want Tua to be good just for the reason of like everyone that just immediately gave up on him, mm-hmm. but there's still a part of me that doesn't think he is good. Does that make sense? Yeah, like I'm like rooting, I'm rooting for him, but, him, but it's like, bad. exactly. That's, that's perfectly said. <laughs> but now with Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, uh, he's got the weapons. Maybe he's just, they're not going to ask him to you know do the deep shots. And with Mike McDaniels as your head coach, maybe that's just not part of the offense, especially coming from Kyle Shanahan. And we're not sitting here just airing it out. We're going to just kind of dink and dunk. We're going to run, and then once something opens up, then we allow our guys who are explosive to make that explosive play, and you have that with Waddle and Hill. I think I could go the rest of my life without hearing Tyreek Hill speak. (sighs) Boy, I don't know how the Chiefs kept him so quiet. (laughs) Honestly. Like, I mean, even – and I don't mean this disrespectfully, and I'm not saying it just because I'm a Chiefs fan, but I do know – the people who are in that communications department for the Kansas City Chiefs, and they do an exceptional job. You've probably, if you've listened oh, to the really? show for a while, <laughs> you've heard, heard me say this before. several times. But it's just the fact that it's like you hear a player, or you see a player in Kansas City like this who's had all these off-field issues, and you are still able to keep him away from the media. You only allow him to do like the press conferences and stuff, and you kind of give him some lines like, "Okay, hey, here you're like almost your talking points." 
and well, then he also he, limit he goes, those questions too. Of like, hey, you want to talk to Tyreek? What are you going to ask him? Exactly. Nope, not calling on you. What do yep. you want to ask him? This is how, how you need to is? answer this. Yeah, you can ask that question. One hundred percent. Even the other day, was he was talking about him and Jalen Waddle, and it's like, man, you are just dumb. You are not good at articulating a thought. And I'm, I'm not. I don't want to call him dumb, but at the same time, it's I'm just. I'm not afraid to. You cannot look at that person and be like, "Yep, you're smart." I think he's. He's just not good at communicating. No like, more Mr. Nice Guy. I know that, but I'm not about to come on here and call an NFL player dumb when they're probably pretty smart. you got to be smart enough to at least be able to play in the NFL and know your reads and keys and make those decisions. So I will tell you. There's just different levels of intelligence. Mm-hmm. And his and talking and communicating a clear thought is not one. He dumb. It's okay. You can say it. I've coached some kids before <laughs> and had them in the classroom. And been like, you can't get this. Yeah, it's not happening for you. Take them out to the football field, and they're like, everything clips. everything down. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, here you've got it. Guess what? Still dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can be bad at every single subject, but like you're good at math. Mm-hmm. That'd make you smart. <laughs> yeah, and the, I mean the other thing too with all this is that everything he's saying and doing, people want to hear it. People want to see well, it. Yeah, it's almost because like it's like him. Yeah, say stuff like it's just like, ask him anything about Tua, and he he's almost just going over the top with it, and, and I think media members know that, that, that he's going to praise Tua, which well, that's what every receiver should do. Yeah, praise your quarterback. I think it's it's kind of crazy uh, how even uh, uh, Devontae Adams it's like it's going to be you know nice going from one Hall of Famer to the other. Yeah, and then I think you know other people have probably tried to bring that back up, and he's just like. Passes it off. Tyreek doesn't do that. Still one hell of a football player. I give him that. That has always been true. It's just, I think the Miami PR team has to say, yeah, maybe we don't do so many interviews. Have you, uh, you recently, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, have you seen his recent comments on the rookie Romeo uh, Dobbs receiver that he has? I have not. He said every single day there's been at least one wow play from him. It's kind of rare oh for a young God. guy like that. So uh, look at that. The Packers might have found another young, talented receiver. You know, it really not sucks. in round one. Yeah, he wasn't drafted in the yeah. first round, so apparently yeah. he's going to be very bad at football. Yeah, that's just you know, one of these days. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a really good playmaker that was drafted in the first round, and he's not going to have to put up with this bullshit of like Aaron Jones, who was drafted really late, or AJ Dillon, who was drafted. Uh, late and nobody wanted him, or a Devontae Adams that was drafted, or Greg Jennings, or Jermichael Finley, or or all these other guys that he has. I do like Dobbs. I, I think that he was really good at um, Nevada mm-hmm. and had a was he a senior bowl guy or was he? A, I don't remember if it was the senior bowl or the combine. It was like this guy's putting on a pretty damn good show. I think it, I think was, it was a combine because I don't remember both. seeing him at the senior bowl. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers. There are a couple quarterbacks. I just really don't like anymore. Uh, Russell Wilson is up there. I think it might be time for me to adjust my quarterbacks. I hate power ranking uh, because if you've He's been up there? listening uh, to me for a while, you know that I've been anti-Baker Mayfield for a long time. Bake's about to drop out of the top five. What? He used to be far and away number one. Now I, I Aaron Rodgers is ahead of him. For sure. I think Kyler Murray is probably ahead of him. <laughs> Deshaun Watson is definitely ahead of him. Yeah. That's three. I mean, that's three right there. Off the and top then four, of Russell Wilson. 
Four, definitely Russell Wilson. I can't stand to see him talk anymore. And then five, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo's done nothing to you. I just you. think he's bad. I don't have anything okay. against him. Drew Locke? No, I don't, I don't have anything against okay. Drew Locke. He's corny. I was going to say, you hate him dancing, that's for sure. No, he's just he's not Why the fuck you dancing on the sideline? It's <laughs> such a, that was such your get-off-my-lawn moment. Why do people just think that's so cool? Like, you're fucking losing. <laughs> No, it wasn't even that. It's he he wasn't good at it. But people would be like, Oh, Drew Locke, look at him. He's rapping. It's like, well, yeah, he looks like every other white guy that raps that's not Eminem. Like just please stop. It's not cool. Or his little like uh put the jacket on stuff when he was at Mizzou against yeah, Texas. Again, it's like yeah. you are Courtney, you're not cool. This <laughs> might have worked for you in Columbia, Missouri, and these stupid little Midwestern girls are like, Oh, Drew Locke, I love you. If he was, if we were Missouri Tiger fans, we would have been like, hell yeah! No, I'm not, I have nothing against go, Missouri. go against Texas, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not biased towards that. No, I yeah. Think, I think, I think. I just was, think it's one of those moments. Like, if that player was on our team, we'd be like, fuck it. I, I no. probably would be like, ah, like, okay. I like, 100% disagree with you. Really? If a Texas player did that, you wouldn't think it was cool. No, I would think it was stupid. Oh, really? Huh. Some of the stuff the Chiefs guys do. No, I will not be like just because you're on my team that I think that's cool. Yeah. Huh. Well, I feel like there's just several instances like that with players and leagues and college football and stuff like that. The with Texas is back stuff. I think it's stupid. I think it's stupid when Texas <laughs> does it. I think it's hilarious when uh, Texas fans like myself use it against yeah. other people. So it, Drew Locke does some corny stuff. I'm trying to think of like an example of a team that I like doing something super. Uh, when the Chiefs do like the swag surf stuff. When those videos go viral. I have no viral. idea what that is. But I assume that I will feel that it's yeah. I, you definitely would. It's probably a good thing you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Even some of the Patrick Mahomes stuff, I like that guy. Uh-huh. I like him quite a bit. Even when he was at the golf tournament and he was like, um, "Well, like I have to believe it before I see it or whatever." I was like, "Yeah, you're either drunk or you really messed that up." Oh yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> plastered is what he was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, Russell Wilson is maybe going to take the cake on that one. Yeah. Of like. The difference between how much I like him on the field versus how corny and how much I can't stand him off the field, I, I think that's the biggest gap of any player ever. And also, I brought this up yesterday. I'm curious to see how he does this season. I think we might be seeing the regression of Russell Wilson. So that's something to watch for this year. Another thing to watch for is Roper Kia. Go check out their inventory online. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And... If you mention us here at Mike Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. You better believe it. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week, and one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you visit their website, so be sure to do so at Gunspot.com. And Tuesday, we had the... Um the trade deadline in Major League Baseball go down. Juan Soto officially got traded Tuesday morning to the San Diego Padres. Uh, I was kind of rooting for him to go to the Cardinals, trying to just do our, our local guys justice here, kind of root with them. Mm-hmm. And then when he went to the Padres, I found it incredibly entertaining. It's like as soon as he went to the Padres, I remembered all the Cardinals fans that talk shit to me <sighs> for being a Royals fan. And I just kept picturing that commercial of the old man with the fishing rod and the dollar. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you almost had it. Got to be, little, gotta gotta be, be quicker, quicker than, than that. that. Yep. <laughs> well, once again, somebody just swoops in and, and steals this great player. And 
one of the confusing things for us here locally is the fact that they're like, yeah, Harrison Bader, we can trade him. I kind of thought he was almost untouchable. Yeah. Or the fact that they're like, Dylan Carlson, got to hang on to him. What? I don't know what the Cardinals were thinking and how they lost out on this. I was talking to a Cardinals fan last night, and they was just like, I can't believe the Cardinals missed out like on Juan Soto. And like, yeah, we just have so much like young talent in our farm system. You know, it's coming up. And I literally looked at him, and I was like, fuck the farm talent. Are you serious? It's Juan Soto. I mean, that's... That's another thing that fans do. They're like, as soon as a player does, you know, goes to a different team, signs in free agency somewhere else, gets traded somewhere else, immediately it's like, oh, we don't, we don't even need him. We yeah. don't care. Heard uh, Jordan Walker, like, okay, your triple A guy, he's not even triple A, double A guy, uh-huh. who plays third base, don't have a position for him there. Yeah, and that, the rumors are out there now. Is like, oh, they're going to let him play every outfield spot from here on out. Yeah, he was playing left field the other night, which. That's what they should do. He's six foot five. Playing him at third base is a bold, bold choice, especially when you have <laughs> Nolan Arenado there. Exactly. Um, Juan Soto last night, though, going one for three in his Padres uh, debut. Padres, they did a very good job. Brandon Drury hit a grand slam last night. Yeah. And um, Hater coming in, too, from the Brewers. That was another really good pickup. I know that a lot of Dodgers fans, I'm sure our guy Jake, too, Love to mention how many games in front they are, but you got to give credit to the Padres for being so aggressive. Yep. I know Cowherd's been talking about it a lot this week. Uh, this is actually like a, a pretty small market team. This is not a super rich team, Yep. but that ownership group has said, no, we're going to spend money. And it kind of turned the Padres into, it, it almost feels like they're a big market team. They're spending money. People are showing up to the park. It's really changed that whole franchise around. I can remember when they were a you know, poor franchise, couldn't attract any free agents. Hell, when Manny Machado signed there, not too long ago. It's like, why is this guy going like to the Like five park? years ago, yeah. Like I mean, you signed a massive deal. There. And guess what? Now they're World Series contenders. And it was weird because they signed Manny Machado, and it was like, okay, now we're going to spend a ton of money trying to get They've just traded him to the Boston Red Sox just said, see you later, dude, because he didn't want to go to the Washington Nationals. Also understand it. But it was just the fact that like we've watched San Diego, like you said, who started as a small market team, now kind of just put themselves up there at the top and spend money and be willing to do so, that I can't help but wonder, why the hell won't the Kansas City Royals do something similar? Because as much as I make fun of the St. Louis Cardinals fans and we tease them, you know, it's just like, you know, it's like, oh, we have all this young talent. We don't need to trade for Juan Soto. Let's just get starting pitching. That's where we need help at. I would love, as a Royals fan, to just be able to do and say the same thing. Be like, ah, oh, we, we just have so much talent down in our farm system. We really just need more consistent pitching, and we'll be a solid ball club. Mm-hmm. When reality, you look at it, it's like, well, don't, want, want, don't want to spend money. I don't know what that just was. Excuse me. Don't want to spend no money. I feel like you got stuck. <laughs> I did, I think. Like, my brain's just like, what are we trying to say, bub? You glitched. You start a sentence, you don't really know where it's going. Michael Scott moment. Uh, with the Royals and you know these other small market teams, it's – it would take a new ownership group. Like the A's, I heard the other day the A's actually have one of the richest ownership groups in all of baseball. They just refuse to spend money, and that's I've been saying it for years. There are two two types of ownership. They're the owners that want to come in, and they see this as a money-making situation where, like with the A's, we're not going to spend a lot of money. But we're still making a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. And there are teams like the Padres that come in and say, we don't care about making money. I want that World Series ring. Yeah. You know, for some of these guys, it was, you know, I played a little bit in high school or maybe the college level and never made it past that. 
So that's their chance to like be a part of the team and, and get a ring. Yes. Finally. Other guys are just like, yeah, I, you know, my family owned Walmart, so now I'm going to buy this team, and I'm just going to make more money. And we'll see what happens with the Broncos. Obviously, that was a slight towards them. Um, they're going to make a, a lot of money. Oh, that. for sure. And I, I wish that was almost like a requirement in the MLB. But even, you know, like Jerry Jones gets a lot of shit. And he does a very good job of, like, treating his players like well. Royalty, I mean, yeah. People really like Jerry. And uh, salary cap in the NFL, obviously, you can't just, like, overpay for everyone. But, you know, it takes care of those guys off the court, like, with the facilities and things like that. Off uh, the they field, just brought yeah. in Anthony Barr uh, mm-hmm. that last night. Yeah, linebacker well. two days ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, other teams like the Yankees, the Red Sox. At least their ownership group is trying. It's not like the the A's or even, you know, Tampa Bay. Like, that's almost they're a small market team, but they do so many different creative things to stay competitive yeah. every year. And that's like a very annoying to hear about the A's ownership. It's like, okay, you're one of the richest in baseball. Act like it. Do something. Mm-hmm. Like, I almost feel like with the MLB, it's like you kind of got to force these guys' hand. Like, what's the revenue that you're bringing in? You need to spend a percentage of that on your players. Well, and that's a, a popular take is now a lot of people with Major League Baseball, uh, Major League Baseball Baseball, um, <laughs> is that they don't want a salary cap. They want a salary floor. So if yeah. the Dodgers want to go out there and pay $240 million for their payroll, that's fine. But teams like the Indians and the A's and the Royals, you got to at least bring $100 million to the table. Yep. Like if you can't bring $100 million, then sell the team. Move it, do what you have to, but you got you should be able to pay every franchise a hundred million dollars, and that would hopefully make more people competitive. I mean, you have AAA and AA teams, but then you also have the A's. Like they're going to draft and develop players pretty well, and then they're going to sell them in six years. Indians have been the same way. Like they're going to draft and develop really well, and then they re-sign almost no one. So it's almost like they're minor league affiliates for. The Yankees, the Dodgers, Padres, all these teams that want to spend money and, and want to be competitive. But I don't know if it's going to change anytime soon in Major League yep. Baseball. I wish it would. I mean, we've seen them kind of make moves on other things quickly, you know, in terms of rules changes and stuff. Make this happen quickly. Yeah, maybe it will. We'll see. Um, in other news in the basketball world, uh, Paige Beckers tears her ACL. She is done for the year. Uh I, I was pretty upset about that one. Yeah. I really wanted to see her play. I She missed a lot of last season with an injury, and now in ACL, uh, I heard she was playing in a pickup game. Uh, I don't know that it, that's necessarily like a, a pickup game or if it was just like a, hey, I'm working out, I'm playing. Yeah. Tore my ACL. The good news, the silver lining of this whole thing, is last year she made roughly $1 million off name, image, likeness. Um, so even though she's not going to be playing this year, I would assume that she's still going to be pretty well off. And I, I think it's nice that players are, are still able to get this money, especially women's basketball. Yeah, there's like no rush to try and get to the league. Waiting yes. for her and the pros. This isn't you know the equivalent of Bryce Young tearing his ACL and just being like, well, it's fine. You know, next year you're still going to be the first pick. You're going to make a shitload of money in the pros. Yeah, uh, WNBA players just they don't make that kind of money. Um, so for Paige Beckers. It's nice that she is still able to capitalize on her play because just two years ago, we would not be talking about that. I completely agree. And it, it does stink either way because she is such a huge part of what, you know, the UConn Huskies women's basketball team is. And now it's just like, ah, you miss her out, you know, especially because she missed so much of last season. 
But, you know, she'll be back the next year, and then knowing them, they'll reload and have more talent on that team, and they'll probably go win a championship next year. I'm not very up-to-date on the rules of the WNBA draft. I wonder if she just declares. I think you have to be three years in college for the WNBA draft. I have absolutely zero idea. You don't watch the WNBA draft every year? Uh, No, not really. Okay, so you have to turn 22 in the year of the draft or have graduated or set to graduate from a four-year university within three months or have attended a four-year college. So if she can graduate early, which a lot of athletes are able to do now, she could declare for the draft. If not, she has to wait another year. How does that work for basketball players? Like and, drafting and, earlier or like not drafting, excuse me, like graduating early or something. Like, can you graduate a semester and still play your second half? Or do you you have to be like at least a – a full-time you student. You have to enroll in some kind of like graduate course or something like that. Or gotcha. Master's degree. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I never made it that far <laughs> in education or athletics. Gotcha. <laughs> I got that bachelor's degree and I said, deuces. See you later. Never going back. <laughs> no, <laughs> the amount of pay that it would have to take for me to go back to college, you'd have to double my salary. Yeah. I don't know. I've been kind of thinking about it in just terms of like, you know, I wouldn't mind like having my master's, you know, or like having like a doctorate and something. But then at the same time, I think like, what the fuck am I going to do with it? Yeah. You know, like, you know what I mean? It's just like, okay, I go get my master's. Then what? And then I get my doctorate and it's like, cool. You guys now all know I've spent over $100,000 on these extra two pieces of paper when I'm probably fine with my bachelor's. Yeah. I just, I've even known people that go back and have gotten their master's or their doctorate too. Mm-hmm. And they'll say like it was super hard, but I've had some people like be real and not just want that attention for like, oh, I did it, but it was so hard and yeah. I had to do this. I've had a couple people tell me like it was difficult because you have a full time job, but at the same time, it was not as difficult as getting your four year degree. Yeah. Because be- everything is just so specialized in set for you to get your degree while working full-time. Yes. Your your bachelor's degree, it's like, hey, you better pay attention to this. this because you have to take all those job. stupid bullshit classes and those tests mm-hmm. and stuff and, you know, yeah. test on information that you're probably not going to retain too much of. But, like, when it does come to those master's or doctor classes, it's like, all right, hey, what's your thesis here? What's our project that you're working on this season or this year, excuse me? Once that's done, it's over with. Now, mm-hmm. it's a lot of work, but at the same time, like you said, it's all specialized information. It's pretty much where all your time and focus is going anyways. Right. Uh, so Paige Beckers tears her ACL. Still going to make uh, some name image likeness. I, I don't know when she'll be drafted. How many WNBA teams can you name? Go. The Lynx. That was it. the first one I thought of, too. The Sparks. Uh-huh. Let's do it together. The Liberty. New York. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's Phoenix. They're not the Suns. They're the Mercury. Mercury. LA. LA is the Sparks, right? Mm-hmm. There's one in Seattle where Sue Bird plays. I have no idea. I don't either. Yikes. The <sighs> Mystic. Who are they? I don't know where they play or where they're from at all. Dude, I feel awful. I could. The I Chicago can... Sky. Oh, my God. The Mystics is Washington. Seattle Storm. Indiana Fever, I'll be completely honest with you. Indiana Fever, never heard of them. Really? Never? Never. Me either. 
The Dallas Wings. They're in Arlington. They're Phoenix. the Wings? Yep. Oh, the Las Vegas Aces. I knew that one. Yeah, they're new, though. Okay. I, I could. Oh, okay, good. I could name most of the Western Conference. Now, you get over on the Eastern side. I knew the Mystics. Are there? I knew the Liberty. How many WNBA teams are there? Not, not very many. There's 24 of them? Holy, like the Utah Stars, the Portland Fire, Sacramento Monarchs, Orlando Miracle, Miami Soul, Detroit Shock. Never heard of those teams. Well, I've not the even Tulsa seen Shock. These teams. How many Shocks are there? I was just, I think you've got an inaccurate list, homeboy. Yeah, I would agree with you. Let me go to ESPN. I think there are like 12. I did a quick, did a quick Google search. Yeah, there is. Okay, <laughs> thank God. I was getting real worried there. And that was talking WNBA. I, I did see this morning, I didn't read about it, that uh, Russia is looking to give Brittany Griner nine and a half years. Not quite ten months. <laughs> or ten years, excuse me. Yeah, be happy, America. That's six months less than she would have had before. Not, not the full. Hey, uh, you're going to have to do the trade there. Bring her back. That's stupid. If she goes oh, to jail sit, for... I, I, it's on the bottom line. Sentenced to nine years. It what? It just flashed on the bottom like line. Like official? Uh, she was found guilty and sentenced to 90 years. You got to hit the trade wire. <laughs> I, I shouldn't laugh at that. Yep, there it is. Holy cow. I feel bad for cracking the joke about, like, ooh, six months less. How crazy. That's 12 months. We were literally talking about it while it happened. <laughs> wow. Hashtag so free BG off? is trending. Is there no trade? I don't know. Like, wow. It's tough reacting to this live right here because it's just like. Guilty of drug possession and smuggling. Smuggling. For Two a little, little containers. Man, fuck Russia. <laughs> All of them. Wild. Uh, how about tonight, though? We have football on tonight. I get pretty excited about preseason football. And after about two minutes of watching this game tonight, I'm going to realize that it's not a very good product on the field. But the hype up to it, like all day thinking about there's football on tonight, is exciting. It's the lead up to the game that makes today so great. Not not necessarily the play on the field, but the Raiders and Jaguars. Excuse me, tonight, Raiders are favored by two and a half points. The nation wants to know, big country, who are you betting with? What was it? I was reading a statement from Joe Biden about how him and his administration is going to continue to work tirelessly to bring her home to her family, friends, and teammates. Joe, let's fucking do something, man. It's been a minute. She's been over there for a while, and it's like, we're still going to keep working tirelessly. Just make it fucking happen. Mm -hmm. They want the arms dealers, send them. You think so? Just who fucking cares? Send him over there. Send a spy. Boom, he's dead. Brittany Griner's back in the NBA. Is that harsh to say? 100%. So the NFL, anyway. The NFL. Let's get I to didn't it. Know you That's just that is shit like that. Brittany Griner. Um, it's not Brittany Griner. It's just the fact that, like, you hear the news of, like, oh, you know, we put an offer out there. Nothing really happened. Now she's there for nine years off two containers of freaking weed. Like, just, I don't know. It just seems like a bullshit statement to put out. But at the same time, and I get it. It's, it's country relations. Is like the minister of death or whatever. I, I totally get it. Like, so I think it's a little bit more complicated than just like, hey, uh, let's go, Brandon, bring Brittany home. 
Like, he's the worst arms dealer there's ever lived. I'm sure there's other ones that are still out there. Mm-hmm. What's one more? <laughs> you say that until you're getting bombed. Then you're like, send Brittany back. No. <laughs> snip, snap, snip, snap. If on the Brittany <laughs> Griner starts a freaking war, holy shit. Yeah, it, it's a weird situation. I uh, Nothing against Brittany Griner. I don't know that we're winning that trade. We're probably not. <laughs> But at this, I don't just, I just, that just, it pissed me off more than I thought it would. Just like a bullshit statement to put out there after that. Like, we're just going to keep working tirelessly. It's like, okay. I don't, I just, I don't know why it pisses you off so much. Because you've had all this time. I mean, what, she got, like, she was put in jail in like January or December. It's been like eight months, eight, nine months. And nothing's gotten done. Uh-huh. Like, we, news wasn't even brought to the rest of the American people for like three months. She's just sitting in jail. It was pretty instant. No, no one. There was just like no news. No one really knew. We didn't start talking about it till like March. She'd been in there since like December. You read up on it and you go on your. I have, yeah. (laughs) But Uh, let's get back to the NFL and the game tonight. So Raiders versus Jaguars. What was the spread? One more time, please. It's right there in the rundown. Boom! Going with the Raiders. They should win this game. I, I don't. I know that Trevor Lawrence is not playing. I think I saw that the backup backup is not even playing for this game. Is Derek Carr playing? No. Derek Carr and uh, Trevor Lawrence are not playing. I don't think like really any of the big-name players are. They usually don't. And the thing, again, like I said uh, when you were talking about Brittany Griner, I get really excited for preseason football, but then at the same time I'm going to watch this for two minutes and realize, wait a second, all these guys suck. Most of them are not NFL players so it's the lead up to the game i am excited to see um jared stidham and even just like looking at the raiders quarterbacks i feel like they're a lot better suited either jared stidham and nick mullins uh against whomever the jaguars have like chase luton or something like that Mm -hmm. but it's all about just the lead up the hype that gets involved with preseason football uh no trevor lawrence no travis Etienne. But a couple of my guys for the Raiders, Foster Moreau, Jared Stidham, and I'm very excited to see Zamir White, the running back out of Georgia. I think he can be pretty good. He might see a lot of carries tonight. You also have guys like Kenyon Drake uh, Mm -hmm. that are there. Amir Abdullah, there's a throwback name for the Raiders too. (laughs) I don't think you're going to see much of like a Josh Jacobs tonight, maybe not even Brandon Bolden, but also getting a look at what Josh McDaniels' offense is going to kind of look like you're not going to get a real good in-depth look especially in the hall of fame game but you do have two new coaching staffs no trevor lawrence tonight but you do have doug peterson and uh guys like um trevon walker chad mumua and devin lloyd of the jaguars you got a lot of young exciting guys that'll, that'll be on the field at least for a little bit absolutely and the one thing about this game too like you said we're definitely not going to see a lot from either one of these offenses in terms of what they're going to look like this regular season. I'm just going to be happy to see that football is back on the television and we're going to see some type of organized game. That's mainly what I'm excited about. I have no idea what channel this game is on tonight. NBC. Okay, so now I know it's on NBC. Who works for NBC? (laughs) Who's calling the Uh, game? Trico and Collinsworth. Right? Yeah. Yeah? So they've at least kind of worked together. Why is this NBC? That's weird. Isn't it usually NFL Network? 
I have no idea. Or ESPN for these opening night games? Couldn't tell you. I guess I couldn't either. Wow. No, no, NBC just feels kind of – I feel like NBC has solidified themselves as Sunday night football. It's like you don't get any uh, yeah. other you – don't, you don't get any other games. Like that, <laughs> that's it. You don't get day games. You don't get Thursday night games. They've you kind get of flipped with Sunday the Thursday night. night stuff, though. Yeah. Because even last year was it the not the playoffs like those games before. It was like, yeah, hey, here's Sunday night football, but it's Saturday. Yes. It's like, mm-mm. You own Sunday night in Notre Dame. That's NBC. In funny comedic TV shows. Yeah. That's NBC in my mind. Uh, what's your favorite show currently on NBC? I have no idea. I don't watch NBC. <laughs> That's what's just your... like The Office. It's kind of like Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, or Brooklyn, what is it? 991? God damn it. What's the number for 911? <laughs> this is one of those situations where I'm just going to look at you and let you figure it out. Yeah. Uh-huh. You'll get there. You had the Brooklyn part right, and the nine part right. Nine one one. No. Is it nine nine one? What the fuck is it? Brooklyn nine nine. Is that all it is? <laughs> Brooklyn nine nine no nine one. It is just nine nine. God bless it. Help <laughs> me. <laughs> How many nines did you throw in there? Uh, way too many. I think three, and then I threw in a one. No wonder the cops. Is didn't there come any uh, any players you're excited about seeing tonight? Um, honestly, Travis Etienne for the Jaguars. He's I, not I mean, playing. Well, then, like, honestly, like, to be, like, completely realistic, I'm not watching for any specific players. I'm just, I'm happy to see that football is going to be back on TV and that we're just going to see some type of organized game, and I don't want anybody getting hurt. I know that sounds just like such a basic la-la answer, but I'm also realistic with the fact that we're probably going to watch a quarter and a half of this game and realize, okay, I'm glad football's back. This game is boring. I'm not really sure who a lot of these guys are that's on the field. Yep. Um, I'll tell you, the next couple games coming up, though, uh, next week. So we have the game tonight, and then we take a little bit of a week off. You're going to have the Giants versus the Patriots on Thursday, next Thursday. Uh, The Falcons versus the Lions on Friday, and then the Chiefs versus the Bears on Saturday afternoon. All those, I believe, are on NFL Network. Uh, The Hall of Fame game they'll do with the big kind of premiere, and then they'll, they'll scatter some games uh, there in between. But I do feel like most of the preseason games are going to be on NFL Network, mm-hmm. if you have NFL Network. That are usually those local channels. Yeah, you'll just, just stumble like, across CBS and be like, yep. whoa, the Chiefs are playing? It's like KCTV5 is now on CBS. All right, cool, mm-hmm. thank you. But, yeah. yeah. A lot of games on NFL Network, though. Just looking at this first week that starts Thursday, August 11th, uh, the Giants at Patriots. Going to be on NFL Network. Uh, that Friday game, Lions and Falcons on the NFL Network. Green Bay at San Francisco, that Friday, NFL Network. And then Saturday, August 13th, there are a bunch of games. Like all, all yeah, day. Yeah, like everyone's playing. <laughs> Starting with the uh, Chiefs and Bears, that game is at noon. Then you have the Colts and the Bills at 3. And then Seahawks, Steelers at 6. And then Dallas and Denver at 8. So you August 13th. In a full slate, next weekend's of gonna be NFL fun. games. Yep, and then Sunday, August fourteenth, Vikings at Raiders. With the uh, the Giants and Patriots game, do you think we'll get anything out of that? In terms of just like, I mean, because like the Giants, Brian Dable, right? Like, are we gonna see any bit of that offense with the Patriots? No. What are they gonna look like without Josh McDaniels? No, nah, everything will be very vanilla. You'll yep. get some like skeleton crew 
type offenses, but they're not going to show you anything. It's going to be like a high school offense. Yeah, pretty much it, you're just going to see who can play and who can't. I'm sure a lot of those, like even like the choice routes that a lot of these teams run anymore, you're you're probably not even running a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Especially with some of these guys that are new to the offense or the team. So I, I wouldn't expect anything flashy. Yep. With any of them. Any of these teams. <laughs> Especially in the run stuff. It feels like the run game is so bland. It's like we're not even going to show that we pull a guard. Yeah. On this play. Or no traps, no counter. We're just running a single dive. It's like, just... hey, you see the three hole? Just run to that. Yeah. <laughs> and try not to get tackled. If the linebacker fills it, he fills it. If he doesn't, you better take off. Uh-huh. I'll tell you a great place to watch some of these games. It's Club 609. You're damn right. Right here in Joplin, Missouri, home of the best happy hour in the world, which will be going on tonight with their two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours. Uh, again, that's two drinks for the price of one. Pretty heavy-handed in that establishment. Be careful. Enjoy the funky art. Enjoy the football game. That's, again, Club 609 right here in downtown Joplin. They got new art in there now. I was in there last night, and uh, probably the best art they've had in there in a long time. I'm not even exaggerating. Pretty well, freaking neat. They update it every month. They do. This one, real good. I feel like last month was pretty good, too. Yeah, it was a little odd. What is to... this month? What's the theme? What's the vibe? Um, It's kind of like black and white paintings, but it's like landscape type of deals. Mm. Of like I, that's mountain landscape, like. like a barn, trees and wood and stuff. I love those type mm-hmm. of stuff. That's my vibe. But another thing that's my vibe, Downtown Loop. Be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joppa, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So visit their website at downtownloop.com for their full list of services. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you're going to need your oil change or your tire service. So make sure you get that done and taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Loop. And now for a little top five on our Thursday. Uh, Still trying to figure out what segments we want to rotate in here, so let us know. But today, uh, it's almost back to school time. I saw a lot of people this week saying they had already gone back to school. Yeah, I saw some pictures today. And I thought, like, oh, like, teachers start reporting back. Like, okay, I get that. Just students. Students dude. already going back. It's August 4th. So you're telling me i got to start school at the beginning of August? Get out of here, no, dude. it's hot as hell. <laughs> like, am I wrong? I know I'm a little bit older than you. I remember school used to start around labor day like there were a couple times where it's like ah we'll start the week before labor day ours was always like the 14th through the 18th was always about the second third week kind of of the calendar Mm -hmm. of of august and then it was like we'd go to school for a couple days we'd come back we'd have the lamar fair everyone would go to that and then we'd come back and be like crap now we have a full week of school because we always start like a thursday friday Come in, you'd start going to school next week, but there'd be the Lamar Fair, so you get to leave early to go help set stuff up. Or if you had an animal that you were showing in their event, you would go to it as well. You'd get to leave school early or it watch your like classmates. the most redneck thing ever. Yeah, you got to show a pig, you know what I mean? You sell it, make a couple thousand dollars, and then you're just like, well, where's my pig? I'm like, it's dead. Yeah, it's uh, it's gone. Same thing with the cow. Or they, you sell Did the you cow. Did you see that Gordon Ramsay was getting like trolled on TikTok or whatever? I didn't see the video, but allegedly he was like looking at sheep pigs i don't know and he was like this one looks really good and it was like excited to cook it and people were like giving him shit for it it's like what do you expect he's he's literally a chef he's yeah, a chef. Like, yeah. He's, he's he's picking out his own meat <laughs> <laughs> people people eat meat pretty stellar yeah it's, it's about it's how that okay. works it's like almost people forget like hey that thing was walking around in a field a couple days ago there's so much dumb stuff that happens in 
the world. I was going to say this country. It's not just us. No. I do feel like we, we still got a lot of good, positive things going for us. There's some stuff that is. Well, that, and it's just like people's reactions. It's just like, you just don't even care about this animal. Like, I fed this animal every day for a <laughs> whole year and made sure it was alive, gave its medicine, took care of it. Right. Let it have a huge field to roam in. I mean, it's got like over 100 acres to just roam. You know, it's got water, it's everything. I feed it every day. Now I'm going to eat it. I'm the one that, like, I raised the damn thing. I had its mom. I had its grandma. I had its great-grandma. Thanks, sweetie. Appreciate you. Like, nobody cares about my grass when I'm like, hey, I'm going to water you, feed you. Yeah. Get you nice and grown. I'm going to cut you in half. Exactly. That gra- the blade of grass thing. is like mm, six feet, six inches. Now, people start inches. coming for lawn mowing. That's where I draw a line. Well, wait That's go, where dude. I become an activist. <laughs> right now, I'm a little bit passive. But you, you start coming for my lawn. How is your lawn looking? Terrible. Yeah, it's been it's rain though, so we got some rain. That's I good. have uh, I've given up on it, actually, oh. this year, just because it, it, we've been in a really bad drought. Yeah. It hasn't rained in like I think it was over a month. We saw like less than an inch of water, and it just killed everything around here. So I just kind of gave up on it this year. That's tough. There's I'm no sorry. Point. I'm not again. I'm not out there running up a high water bill just about. Oh, my grass is green. <laughs> Like if the good Lord wants to help me out and send some rain, that would be fantastic. But I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I will work with what I've been given. So that's kind of what I'm doing. Uh, anyway, our top five for this week is going to be school supplies. With the back to school happening, I am actually a big school supply nerd. I like going and shopping for school supplies. <laughs> I used to as a kid, but then it was just like. I didn't spend very long doing it because I knew exactly what I wanted. It was like, okay, hey, like I just want a different color folder notebook for every class. These are the type of pencils that I want. These are the type of pens. Don't need markers. I ain't using them anyways. Don't really care. Sharpies, I just make a mess. Like This is what I want. I'm in and out, and I'm done. Thanks, Mom. But then it's like I have three other siblings and two younger what about, sisters. Like, when you were in college? Did you enjoy it then? Like, oh, go I didn't get no freaking school supplies for college. I've stopped buying books my junior year. It's like, pfft. I'm walking in with a notebook and a backpack and some pens. That's it. That's half the a, time I'm taking notes on my laptop. Like once I spent fifteen hundred dollars on yeah, a laptop, I, guess a little different I was like, "That's yeah. six years of school mm-hmm. supplies. I am okay." Yeah. Uh, back in my day, I was also the guy that was just laptops. like, "Oh, I left my pencil and uh, at my apartment. You know, I was studying there." And I was like, "Hey, pretty lady, can I have a pencil?" Like, yeah, sure. How'd that work out for you? Got me a girlfriend for four years and then traumatic ending. But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't addressed the chat today, but I want to because I just saw this one. Lamar Fair sounds like the name of a racist NFL owner, <laughs> which is hilarious, Tyler, because that is an incredibly racist town. <laughs> yeah, boy, is it. I hate that place. I despise going to that town. I've had some people that tell me, like, man, I just love Lamar. I don't really have an issue with it. I never have. But it's just like some of the people that I know live there. And my mom currently lives in that town, so this is not directed at you. I also know she's listening, so please, this is not to you, mom. It is just like, what a piece of, like, just a scum. Just a scummy individual. Put your foot in your mouth there, huh? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but it was not at my mom or directed towards my mom. It is just like that town and some people that I know live there. And, like, there are other people that live there that are great, awful people. Excuse me, amazing. Who's great that lives there? There's just, there's just a lot of people that I grew up that were like in the same class as me. Some kids I'm that kidding, I knew I that are currently name. know that live in Lamar. I'm not going to throw names out there, but <laughs> I hate that town. I have always hated that town. <laughs> I despise it. 
I could make stronger statements. I'm going to not. There we go. But terrible town. And so it's, it was like a surrounding town for us. It's like the county seed for us. Mm-hmm. So I, they thought they were hot shit in Lamar. What they didn't realize is it's still just a shitty little town. Well, the worst part is this is where it got real bad for me is that because when I was in high school, the kids that I knew, as great as they were, were also just super cocky because they were winning state champions. State championships and like everything. Football, track, swim, fucking tennis. Swim. Yeah. And it was just like these guys and girls are good at everything. And then about four years in, it was like, you know, Lamar High School was just filled with state champions and pregnant teenagers. And it was just like, holy cow. And it was. Like for a while there, it was just like, hey, like, guys, this is not good. We have way too many like 16, 17-year-old girls that are pregnant. It was insane. (laughs) I mean, it was because it was just. It's like, oh, hey, I'm pregnant. And I was like, whoa, okay. But we won uh, state four years in a row. Didn't expect that. I, it was not at all. <laughs> I love field. Uh, anyway, let's get to our top five. Yeah, school, school supplies. Let's uh, stay okay. there. Top five school supplies. Uh, not drafting this one, just going straight down the list. Why don't we do your top five last, and we'll do mine first. <laughs> so that's not good for me. Uh Top five school supplies for me. Number one on the list, still ink pens. Getting the correct ink pen change your entire year. Or even if you're, you know, if you're going back to college, if you're even school supplies, like some of the stuff works for like just office supplies too. I'm incredibly picky about the pens that I buy. I almost refuse to buy anything that's not the uh, the G two pilot. I was going to say, is that your pen, the G2 Pilot, mm-hmm. the ballpoint? Yep, buy it every single time. That's the only one you get? Yep. I respect it. Mm-hmm. I remember for a while it took me <laughs> – it was like I had to find my strategic game plan to find the right pen because I had used someone else's – I think it was like a teacher's pen. And I was like, oh, this is like the nicest pen I've ever wrote with. And I would try to find it. And then I finally got it, and then it was like I go back, can't ever find the pen again. It wasn't a G2. It was something else. But it was such a cool pin. So that's my story about pins. And that's talking pins. Uh, number two on my list of top five school supplies, folders. Folders can make or break you in the school year. You get to that first day, the teacher's giving you the, what do you keep at your desk? What do you turn into the teacher? And you throw some bomb-ass folders on your desk? That's a game changer. <laughs> that can take you from zero to hero in a heartbeat. What kind of folders are you going for? Uh, when I was a kid, NFL teams. Bingo. Or, or basketball teams. Yep. Just any, anything that lets you know, like, I play ball. <laughs> I love sports. You know, if you're looking at it for me at recess, find me on the football field. That's where I'll be. It's also August, so I'll be incredibly sweaty. I'm going to come back in stinking. Sorry, I'm smelly. I've been balling, honey. But did I throw for 300 yards? You bet your ass I did. <laughs> and I've got the NFL folder to prove it. Right here. Yeah. Folders are a game changer. I went with the uh, – for me, it was kind of like the collage players. Like, those were real popular when I was in school. Like, you had multiple NFL players that were, like, on the folder, you know, just kind of, like, thrown in. Same thing with, like, a NBA. Collage. Yeah, that's what I said. I thought you said garage. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is a garage player? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just NFL walked into the street. shop and was like, <laughs> Dad, I need some folders. <laughs> All right. 
collage. Yes. <laughs> collage of <laughs> players. I don't know if there was a look of confusion on my. There face. definitely was. I was just like, I do you not what? know? Like I now I have questioned myself. Like that's the right word. Yes. Uh, number three for me, sticking with this theme, pencils. Mm-hmm. I was the kid every year that had the NFL team pencils. So I liked those. Then I grew to hate them because they would have that little wax paper on it. So when you would sharpen your pencil, pencils. when you would sharpen it, was just like Lead I have to rip break. all this off. Yes. Yep. And it felt like they, as soon as you put that thing in a, a pencil sharpener, it ate half of it. Yes. The, what I wish I would have done as a kid. And what I wanted to do, and I just didn't, was buy all of them because they were twenty five cents, right? We used to have this little like pencil dispenser in our elementary school, and that's where those pens were. They cost now. (sighs) That's what I'm saying. It's like I wish I would have just five cents. (laughs) That's more than twenty five, dog. And the thing is, I just thought they were so cool. I wanted one of every team, and it's just like, ah, dang it. Because I'd always draw, like you know, I mean, I'd go in and get a pencil, and it'd be like, freaking Raiders or the Bears. I was like, I don't care about these teams. I I, yeah, I can remember getting teams and being like, no, I'm not using that one. Like, here, do you want this? To the kid next to me. Yeah. It's like, oh, Give me you your got quarter. these cool pencils. Like, yeah, that's what you think. It's the Arizona Cardinals, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm over here rocking with the Dallas Cowboys yeah. in the mid-90s. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy that one. Yeah. The oh, the Jets. <laughs> these teams aren't even good anymore. Uh, number four for me <laughs> is the lunchbox. I was always too poor as a kid to take my yes. own lunch uh, because my parents were either on free or reduced lunches. Bingo. So my entire childhood was just me looking at other kids in their cool lunch boxes. Yep. But my, that was a damn. That's that was, a badass Spider-Man. Because yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I was in elementary school, that's where like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans were coming out. And dude, they had so much cool fucking shit for that. And like all my buddies, man, it was like the Superman or the Batman too. And I'd just be sitting there like, it's got this stupid ass red looking tray. You fucking carrots suck. This piece of taste like cardboard. It's greasy. Milk carton didn't even open up the right way today. Like, oh, it's terrible. So you got to flip it and open it on the other side. Exactly. Which is even <laughs> but worse. But now you've really screwed it up and you've opened the whole square. And you have like the fuzzy stuff sticking out and you go to take a drink and then it drips off of it and you get it on your cool shirt mm-hmm. that you had. Which was just a, a brown Carhartt shirt, but your mom was got it for you last week, and you just thought it was awesome. You got to wear it on a Monday, and now you ruined it. Yeah, relatable. Very, very specific on that one. Lunchboxes, though. I was, I was, I was always jealous of the kids. I even talked my mom into letting me like take my lunch one time. Not that she was like, you know, we don't take your lunch in this house. Yeah, and it was just she had four kids growing up. It, times were tight. Yeah, uh, so it was. Can't we're not buying you a lunchbox. So I got to take my lunch one time. I took it in a, a plastic Walmart sack. Not even like a brown paper sack. Like brown paper sack is like it that's okay. Yes. That's like, a lunch sack. Yes. I had to do it in a plastic Walmart sack. And like the just humiliation of sitting down and being like, Man, I brought I my know. lunch today, but it's in a plastic bag Dude, walking into school <laughs> that day me you're poor without telling me yep. you're poor. oh you ride the bus man you hop off like you're excited to go to school he's like i brought my lunch and then you get on the bus and it's like and eh, no one on this bus really cares then all the buses drop everyone off at the same time and you're walking into the school with a damn walmart sack and you're like what's in the sack austin <sighs> it's my lunch and he's like ah oh, 
cool, you man. You got to just smash peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You have no, like, Tupperware to put it in. Or You're asking the, lunchbox. asking the teacher, like, hey, do you have a fridge I could put this in? And, like, oh, I can put it in the teacher fridge for you. And then you get to lunch, and you're like, hey, can I get my lunch out of the fridge? And you got to ask another teacher, like, which one's yours? And it's like... Uh, the Walmart sack, and she's just like, she has this look of like, oh, you're uh It's you're the one a with the giant hole in it already. You yeah. can see the crunchy Cheetos <laughs> that I also opened on the bus this morning. Yep. Oh, my <laughs> chips are in there too because I forgot to take them out, so now I'm eating cold-ass Doritos. Huh? This sucks. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know the reason why the whole class smells like Funyuns? It's my lunch sack. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> that one right there. I took my lunch one time. Man, I there were a couple times in high school – uh, where I did, because like my best friend in high school, he took his lunch every day. His mom would make it the night before, uh, and I'm gonna feel bad saying this because I know I was. I used to think his mom was just like so on top of stuff because she made his lunch every day uh-huh. the night before and would have it ready for him in a brown paper sack. Where he woke up, he just grabbed his backpack. All I had this, his name on it. <laughs> exactly. This son of a bitch, man, used to piss me off. And he'd grab his little lunch sack. She'd drive him to school every day. It was just him and his little brother. My mom, like looking back, she's doing laundry for four kids. My dad was in construction, so all his clothes are dirty. She's packing him lunch. She's making sure our clothes are ready. All of our papers are signed, permission slips for anything and everything. Our school projects that are done because we didn't, we waited to tell her last minute. She'd stay up all night getting them done. We'd absolutely <laughs> ace the project 100%. Man, I had the coolest little projects. Be like, oh, mom, this is due tomorrow. She would be livid. Wake up the next morning, though. Thing looks spectacular. My teacher's like, you did such a good job, Austin. Thanks. Can't wait to tell Angie because this is the one who did it. I saw a, a TikTok or Instagram reel something the other day that was talking about parents. And it's like, I don't pack my kids' lunch because I want to teach them how to be responsible and take care of themselves. And it's definitely not because I'm a lazy ass that wants to sleep in an extra 10 minutes. Yeah. I was like, oh, I feel seen. Because <laughs> I, I don't pack my daughter's lunch. I Sometimes I'll like, here's the menu. This is what you're having. If you want that, cool. If not, pack a lunch. Do they do it? Now they do. That was the other 100%. thing. My mom, my mom used to say, she's like, if you want to take your lunch to school, Taylor – then pack it yourself in the morning. And then I'm just sitting here like, well, I wanted my 10 extra minutes of sleep this morning. Like, It's already hard enough getting up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Number five item for me, um, this was a little bit of a throwback, was having the cool trapper keeper, which at one point in the school system, it was like, hey, we don't allow trapper keepers. I can remember going into junior high, which would have been like seventh grade for us. And they were like, no more trapper keepers. It's like, but my mom already spent 12 bucks on this trapper keeper. <laughs> Twelve dollars as a kid felt like so much money because yeah. I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> like, about. You, she's gonna make me work this off. I'm gonna have to do chores <laughs> around the house. Like I can't even use this cool trapper keeper now. Like you pick it up, you're like, wow, this one's so cool. Like it's got an extra pocket on the front, and then you look at the one next to it, and you're like, doesn't have a zipper. Immediately four dollars cheaper, and you're like, oh, <laughs> my mom's gonna make me get that one. Maybe uh, I can hurry up and like run over. Like you'd have to plan it out. Like once she left the aisle. To like hope she didn't see it beforehand, grab it and take it to her. Like, oh, mom, can I get mm-hmm. this one? And she'd be like, oh, yeah. Just so sure. many pockets for stuff that you didn't even need. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even, did trapper keepers, do they even hold like paper? Like, if you had like a homework assignment, I don't, was there even like a sheet, like a, a slot for paper? Or was it just like, hey, here's this zipper? It's got like a net baggie. Uh, it had like the, the rings on the inside, right? Where you could put your paper yeah. there? Yeah. 
But that was and about you'd have it. Have to do that thing. So he's like, I don't have a three hole punch, so I'm just gonna stab this paper through these three binder rings. One hundred percent. Or everyone, I'll guarantee it. At one point in your life, you have gotten pinched on your finger by those damn rings. Oh, and then it, for no reason, right on your fucking slam pinky. close. Yep, the little the little skin of, of your pinky. Mm-hmm. It'll just catch it. You'd be like, ah, and then your teacher's like, what happened? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Someone to go pitch this other side here so I can get it open. Or you couldn't pry it open. Yes. It's like, damn, I got it. Like, just push these two buttons on the top and the bottom. Like, I'm yep. good. Those <laughs> never work. You had to pry those things and apart. Why was it so loud every time it would, like, unconnect? Right. Like, why can't we just – I hope that they <laughs> – It would be like a freaking <laughs> wild trap that just, like, wham! <laughs> you could catch a coyote in one of those things. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why it was so hard to open – them and then it's like oh you want it closed bam now you exactly. don't have an index finger but you have to like extend <laughs> you have to like use your palms and stick your fingers as far back as possible and like yeah. close it just to make sure that you don't get anything stuck yeah. see that scar trapper keeper <laughs> chicks me. are digging scars Fifth grade third semester second week got caught in a trap i'm all right blood Made it out everywhere alive. had to miss recess because i was in the nurse's office two stitches <laughs> two stitches i will say, i also um Another popular thing is if you've ever been stabbed by a pencil, the, the lead mark will still be there. Mm-hmm. I have one. I got one of those. So I don't think that's a lead mark. I just think that's actual lead. Yeah, it's like it's it's a tattoo. My first tattoo, uh, art class, seventh grade year, <laughs> right in my palm. It's one of my best friends. Didn't even mean to do it. Stabbed me. I don't remember how. Mark is still there though. <laughs> so I have this little. Freckle on the side of my thumb, starting to think that might be a lead because I stabbed myself. (laughs) Might be a lead mark, not a freckle. Because I did the same thing. I was like running in the hallway, and teacher like stop running. I was like, I'm fine. And I go to sit down, but I had it like in my right hand, so like I rushed Mm -hmm. and I like set it on the middle of my desk and brought my other hand down to place it there, and I just stabbed myself right in the side of my left thumb. That might be what that is. Damn, that's pretty neat. All right, your top five uh, school supplies. Yeah, so this is probably going to get a little wild. That was your your last one was the Trapper Keeper. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't know that had a name, and this is my number one, the zip up binder. That's what I call. Which it. is a Trapper Keeper. Yep, I remember getting one of those in middle school, and I thought I was the most organized student in my entire class. Yeah. It's like I, hey, didn't I got have, my shit together this year. Yeah, and my grades are. Uh, all you the just way up. carry it on your side. You don't have to take your backpack everywhere with you. You throw everything <laughs> you test in there. Me for those gifted classes, because I got a trapper keeper exactly. this year. Exactly, <laughs> and then you get like the my one that has like a little uh, folder organizer where it like kind of bends out a little bit, like fans out, and you can like put your. Uh, pieces of paper in there other folders and then you can tab those you can mark them with the little tabs and it was like all my homework organized i know exactly where i'm at until you put it in the wrong one and you go into science class and they're like hey did you finish this homework assignment you're like i didn't have any and you realize you put it in your english folder on accident and you're like i'm in trouble now that's why i get back to the folders you got to color coordinate yeah i just i put it in the wrong tab it was on no one's fault but my own but, man, having one of those things and you're just canning on your side in the hallway or if someone pisses you off or you're just fucking around with your friends, you just throw your entire trapper keeper at them. Uh-huh. It was awesome. So much fun. <laughs> yeah, because it weighed 20 pounds. Exactly. It had every piece of paper you've had all year. 100%. Jammed in there somewhere. And you were talking about like putting the pieces of paper in it. I'd stick a whole fucking notebook on them rings. Pre-punched. Oh, don't yeah. even care. Uh-huh. But the worst part was book. when you went to open it up, it like did the notebook wasn't big enough to stretch with the ring, so you would just like rip it and you pretty much just kind of created your own little like just 
little own spiral thing out there. You just have to take out the – what is it on the end? What's it called? The spiral, the rings that keeps it all together. The rings that – Spiral? Is that what it is? I just want to make sure I had the right name on it. You pretty much just rip all the paper off of that so it's in your three-ring binder that zips up. Uh-huh. The worst part was about that is when you filled it up too much and it would like – you would try to zip it and it would stress the fabric out and it would rip. And then you'd have to worry about your pins are falling out as you were walking down the hallway with it. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, you get into third, fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And the zipper, like, has already torn apart. So it's like it stays zipped all the time, but I don't even have to use a zipper anymore. I just open it because all the seams are busted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My second one, though, is uh, mechanical pencils that look like regular pencils. First time I saw one of those, if, you, if you've used one, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I saw a teacher use it in middle school, and I was like, if that's a really cool pencil, I want one of those. And, I mean, going even all the way up through college, I would buy those pencils, and they would twist right there at the front where it would look like the, the lead point pen. You would just twist oh, it. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking and about. And that's how you would get the lead to kind of increase or come out and use more of it. And I thought they were just the coolest, nicest, most professional, adult-looking pencils ever. So that's my number two. I don't like mechanical pencils. I love them. I like the feel of, like, the wood in my hand. Also, I'm not I'm a guy sure you do. Uh, yeah, that's what she said. Uh, I, don't, I don't write. Even, like, my daughter last night, they're, they're pretty into music, and for some reason, they, my oldest daughter wanted to, like, copy down the lyrics of a song. She's like, I just want to memorize it. I'm going to write the lyrics down. She's a little bit of a nerd. And I'm like, why? Like, why are you writing this? You have a laptop. Like, just use it. Yeah. Google the lyrics. Copy and paste it have it forever so like, it's not the same i want to keep like a, a journal of of songs that i like i'm like make a playlist <laughs> like this is what we do in this family we make <laughs> playlists like you you're spending so much time on something that could take five minutes she's like you just don't get it dad I'm like i really don't also please erase where the song says the f word multiple times yeah that olivia rodrigo girl who knew <laughs> I've only heard like her radio editions. Yeah, Shallow that's why she wanted to write mouth. it. That's why she wanted to write it down. She knew what the song said. She knows uh-huh. the words. She wants to write out that f word several times. Uh-huh. So I, I even showed her last night. I was like, "Hey, this is Google Sheets. This is how you can do this. And if you want to take out the f word, you just do Control Find, spell out the word that you're looking for." And she's like, "You want me to spell it? You want me to write the f word?" I'm like, "Yes. You're just spelling it like." Yeah. Quit being such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell your mom, though. But again, yeah, I was like, you gotta delete that. If your mom finds a journal and it has the F word in it, I told you how to do a control find. So <laughs> That's on you. Had to write it yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, how you uh, put a password on this. Um, my number three was the folders because for a while there was like different, and I don't know how to word this correctly, there was like different fabrics or materials, that's the word, different materials that you could have for a folder. You could have, like, the paper one, you know what I mean, that was, like, real thick paper, but it would break and rip very easily. You could get the plastic ones, which were kind of flimsy. Oh, but yeah. for some reason, like those corners. star folders? Yes. But the corners were real sharp. So if you would, like, stick mm-hmm. that in your backpack and reach in there, you'd be like, son of a gun, I just cut my whole hand open because of this damn folder. Yep. But the ones that you would get with, like, the sports edition ones, I thought those were awesome. And I would get the ones that had – I know I said the collage of players a earlier. collage of players. For sure. I would do specific players for a subject. So, like, an Allen Iverson, an Emmett Smith, like, those were the type of players. Like, LeBron James. Like, I would just have those type of folders in there. And I was like, these are just 
awesome. And then it was like, as I got older, it's like, okay, now I'm going to color coordinate this. So I had like a color for each subject. I, and I would match it with my notebook. My notebook and my folders would match. So they'd always be ever together. used a full notebook? I did several like times school? through college. Yeah. Never. Were well, mainly because like multiple subjects, multiple years. In high school, uh, the local university, Pittsburgh State, I had a classmate. Her mom worked there, but she would get these notebooks for free from the school. And they were – it was like a massive notebook that had their own, like, dividers in it. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that it was like cool. like Exactly. So I could, like, use the first section, and then you would get, like, to a point where it have, like, a, a tan – sleeve of paper that had like a little folder slot in it where you could put your papers pocket thank you and it would be like okay boom this is my my english one this is science math and so as i got in high school like when i first got into like freshman sophomore years like i'd color coordinate it so i'd have like green with my science with our book and that would be in my locker so like when i would get between classes like i could just grab all three boom move on to class and go and then as i got older like juniors or senior years really when i started using that notebook and it was like this is the only thing i have to take and for me, that was like, this is the adult version of my Trapper Keeper. Everything's in this one giant pit stick notebook that looks pretty freaking cool. And then when I got to Missouri State, I pretty much did the same thing. Freshman, sophomore year, junior, senior year, I was like, I don't need this shit. I just use my laptop. Everything's on there. Mm-hmm. Because your, with my degree, it was like all project work anyway. So. Your last item? Yep. So number four was notebooks that I would match with my folders. And then number five was the backpack. Backpack meant a lot. See, I never cared about the backpack until I got For me, older. it was it was the brand. Do you have a Nike backpack? Do you have an Adidas mm-hmm. backpack? Do you have an Under Armour backpack? And the reason that it mattered is because you had to match it with your shoes. And this is what my mom taught me. If you're wearing Nike shoes this year, mm-hmm. everything else that we buy you for school clothes shopping is going to be Nike. She needs to talk and this to you about is, them socks you've been wearing. This is her wording. was like, I'm not about to have my son wearing Adidas shorts, Under Armour shoes, and a Nike shirt with, like, Reebok socks. She's like, that. She's like, we're, we are not going to do that. And I was like, okay. But my backpack also had to match. It still it gets me sometimes too. Like I'll wear Under Armour shorts and I like yes. a Nike shirt. And I'm like, oh, I hope nobody looks at this. I'll do it with like Nike shoes and my Under Armour shorts, and be like, hope I don't see my mom today, because <laughs> I know she's gonna notice it. <laughs> um, when I was like a freshman in high school, we got like a team issue. Like they got us all backpacks, mm-hmm. like not backpacks, duffel bags, but not like the giant football ones. Like actual, like pretty nice. Duffel bags. Yeah, we didn't get anything like that. I, I wish I we would have. for all four years. It was like a basketball duffel bag. Like, you see the Nike and Adidas ones yeah. now. Like, we all got those. And I don't know why. I wish we did. I wish we would have got, like, team edition. Like, the kids that are in school now, liberal, like, they do. They get a backpack for, like, every sport. And it's like, you keep your equipment stuff in here. And it's got your last name on it and your number. And I was like, this is freaking awesome. Yeah, so I just use that all four did, years uh, of high school. Were duffel bags in when you were in school? Yes. Boy, they were when but I was also in. also, they, like, I don't know who came through. I don't know who sponsored it, whatever happened. They gave, like, every athlete one. Like, if you played a sport, it's like, hey, here's a duffel bag. Oh, that's cool. And so then that is, like, that's just what we used. Yeah. And uh, duffel bags were, like, kind of all the way through. Middle school is when they were, like, awesome. Because you would have to figure out, like, do I want a big duffel bag? It's probably because you I... saw everybody at the high school level, like, man, everybody That's a, That was exactly it. Honestly, they had like, a the monopoly just on kinda, the market. <laughs> it just kind of trickled on down. And so it's like, what size was your duffel bag? But you'd want a big one because you'd put one half of the duffel bag would be your books, and the other half would be, like, your gym, gym clothes, clothes or what you would wear to practice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then when you left, it was like, okay, now I have to use, like, this little shoe compartment thing here, but that's where my smelly clothes are so I don't get it on my homework or books. 
<laughs> and then as I got in high school, it was like it kind of transitioned. And honestly, I think it transitioned with 21 Jump Street, the movie, is because he had the line of like mm-hmm. – You weren't strapping? Yeah. Why you're two strapping? <laughs> you would fucking two strap. And it was just like everyone would just crack that joke. So it was like, okay, then you would go to a backpack, but you still have your duffel bag for like gym class or practice or any of your equipment stuff that you had. So then it was like now we have both. You come walking into school like you're just a freaking equipment manager for an NFL team. Just every bag possibly you could have for known demand was on you. Mm-hmm. And then you get the girls with those big tote purses, and it'd be like, "Why do you have so much shit?" Be like it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just all my stuff. It's just what I have. I was like, "Calm down, jeez, uh-huh. Bailey, put it up." Um, so let's end the show here today. But a little bit of breaking news: uh, Deontay Johnson and the Steelers did reach an agreement on a two-year extension. That will average uh, just a little over $18 million per year. Uh, that one coming from uh, numerous sources. Uh, I guess that's kind of big news. Congratulations, Tim. I, again, I don't remember if it was radio or podcast where I said it. I think we're going to start to see more of a trend where these guys are taking short-term mm-hmm. deals. And now you see Deontay Johnson taking a two-year deal that it almost how old feels is like he? he's a little underpaid. I was going to say, do you know how old he is off the top of your head? Uh, he's got to be like 24, 25. Maybe. Hey, you know what? That might work out great for him. Because uh, if yeah. he is that age and you play great on these next two years, it's pretty much wide receiver one, one and a half in Pittsburgh. You hit the market at 26, 27. Well, he just turned 26. So uh, even then, still, 28, 29, yeah. depending on when he turns 27 this year or if he already just turned 26, you're up for a huge payday after that. Mm-hmm. So Smart play. I, I do. I like that yeah. for these guys. I, I think it can pan out pretty well for them. And two years for Deontay Johnson of the Steelers, coming off uh, career-best 107 catches, uh, 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns. You're going to need him uh, this year, breaking in those new quarterbacks. Uh, That is it for us today, though. We appreciate you guys joining, especially those of you in the chat, in the call-in app. Uh, Let us know what your top five school supplies are. I'm sure that there's something that we missed. Colored pencils? Markers? Mm, Nah. Crayons? Crayons as an elementary student. What is it? Crayons. There's different ways people say it. How do you say it? Crayons. That's what I just... Crayons? I wasn't judging you. I just wanted to hear Crowns? Or crowns? I'm so just... self-conscious about what you yeah, said. Yeah, because it's like, did I say did it weird? What did I... What I do? What I do? Some people say crowns. It's like, yeah, where I used to for the longest time, and then once I kind of... <laughs> This is going to be embarrassing. <laughs> kind of like when I realized Colorado is just color auto with crayons. It was like I finally – I was like, it's crayons. You the way that it's spelled? Yes. It was just like crayons. Okay. I've been – and I'm over here like crowns, crowns, crowns. Kind of like crayons. Andrew Benintendi. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Benintendi. He was like, wait. Threw in about six extra Ds. My bad, man. All right. That's it for us today. We appreciate you guys joining us, as always, right here in the call app. We'll talk to you guys later.